Howdy, friends. Welcome to the XD Podcast, a show that explores how design shapes the way we experience brands, products, services, and our everyday lives. As usual, I'm your host, Tony Dosat. Whether you're joining me for the first time or have come back for more, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. And if you find value in this show, I would be honored if you took a moment to share this episode, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening, or left a review. It's always greatly appreciated. And with that, what do you say we just jump right into the interview? Here we are with Julian Placino, which this is an interesting interview for me because, one, you were the head of recruitment here at Bottle Rocket when I was doing the process. And the first impression you made for the company was unlike anything I'd experienced before in interviewing. And I've had so many jobs, it's sickening. Um, So first of all, kudos. (laughs) Thank you for that. I appreciate that. And two, you have a podcast, and it's called Mm -hmm. The Pathways to Success. And, you know, there's this thing called Secret Santa. Um, You don't know who gives you a gift. Mm -hmm. You whether you knew it or not, have been my secret mentor. <laughs> Maybe I'll just call you... Uh, Thank you. Saint, Saint Placino. Saint Placido, yeah. So you've really, ins- you really inspired me, even though they're so different, that there is opportunity to expand creativity and just dive into areas that feel unsafe or you're unsure of and just go full force whether you have a job or not, and just committing yourself to something. So thank you for that. You're welcome. And, you know, I, I, it always flatters me to hear things like that. And that seems to be something that I'm experiencing and one of the most gratifying things that I do, just just by being open about the things that I'm trying to create and having the courage to live it like in public, it seems to inspire others. And I think you're doing that for others also, Tony. Well, thank 100%, you. So. so before we get too deep Mm -hmm. into this. Give me a little background on you. What's your story? How you got here? Yeah, so my background has been in talent acquisition for the past 12 years. I have a mixed background of agency and also corporate recruitment. For the last seven years, I've overseen talent acquisition for Bottle Rockets, where I have been here. Um, And I'm a recruiter, a podcaster, and now I have a training and development company, which has actually set me financially free from having to have a job, uh, which has put me on the path of full-time entrepreneurship, which I am on today. And what is the name of that uh, company? Pathways to Success Training Company. I named it, I named it after the podcast. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> now, for the listeners that are on and have heard me talk to product designers, um, interior designers, uh, product managers, etc., uh-huh. so far the podcast has lived in that zone. And when I have on a hiring professional or recruiter, um, it's a bit of a head-scratcher, like, well, what is what is this about? And there's two things I would say to that. One is, I've said it before, I'll say it again, we're all designers. Yes. And two, recruiters are the first line of defense in crafting and designing the culture of a business. Uh-huh. Do you consider yourself a designer in that sense? You know what's really funny is that when I was a kid... I used to draw, I used to sing, I used to dance, I used to make little movies and all these kinds of things. It was, I was a very creative individual, right, at that time. And then when I graduated from college, I remember telling myself, Julian, the fun is over. You got to stop being a kid and be a grown-up. 
And in my recruitment career, that's all I did. And mm. I was very good at it. I was very professional. I was a sales guy and, and built a great career. But around 2016, you know, I was very entrepreneurial as well, trying all these different kinds of things. And the first thing that I ever did that was just for the sake of the love of doing it and not focusing on the money, that's the thing that transformed my life because I was desperately seeking a mode of self-expression and that's where the mm. podcast came from. And ever since then, I saw myself like an artist. Yeah. And the more that I saw myself as an artist, the more that my life seemed to unlock. I was making these connections between the creative world and the business world and I'm now able to create new value in my particular industry that's never been seen before. So yes, I absolutely see myself as a designer. Mm. I think we should all think that way. Yeah. And we're taught from a very young age that creativity is about something visual. You know, even like you said, drawing, yeah. painting, performing. Yeah. Creativity to me, obviously it has something to do with visual, yeah. but there's so many other arms to it. It's really unique problem solving. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if you boil it down in some sense. Yeah, absolutely. And you know... Here at Bottle Rocket, it was it, I was so intimidated by everyone because we have some of the best you know engineers and creatives out there, right? Smart people, absolutely, absolutely the best, the, arguably the best in the world, right? And and because of that, I, I always like suppressed like any creative ideas that I had. But the truth was, communication was my art. Mm. Uh, the, the the content that I create was was my art. Entrepreneurship is my art, right? It is my mode of self expression, and there's nothing wrong with that, and I embrace it. Yeah, I love that, Julian. <laughs> Every, I mean, that's the thing is a, a lot of people feel or felt the way that you did. They mm -hmm. feel like there's some chains around them or they're intimidated by people around them. Yeah. But we're all people and we all have that thing. I'm, I have the acting background. I've spoken about it before. But actually, I'm introverted. And as far as networking goes... Mm -hmm. I'm terrible. So I thought of this as also a way to help open that up. Mm. Um, obviously gaining knowledge from all these different people in my field and outside of my field. But it, it's surprising when I tell people that I have some uh, introvert tendencies mm -hmm. because I did the stage thing, I'm doing the podcast, I'm usually relatively bombastic in yeah. parties. <clears throat> bombastic is strong. Maybe I'm not bombastic. Yeah. <laughs> at any rate, let's talk about the pathways to success. Okay. What was the genesis of that uh, podcast? So it was rocket science. So March of 2016. So here at Bottle Rocket, we do something called rocket science, where for a period of 24 hours, we can build anything that we want, provided that we love whatever it is that we birth into existence, right? And I was always intimidated by rocket science because, again, people are making apps and, you know, virtual reality and stuff like that. And I was a recruiter and I was the sole recruiter for the company. So my discipline was just different than everyone else's. But this idea of doing something that you love to do, it just kept beating me over the head. And as you know, Calvin, who's the founder and CEO of Bottle Rocket, he really preaches this and he encourages others to do this, to do the same. And I was actually at this place in my career in 2016 where I was, I was kind of frustrated. I loved everything about Bottle Rocket, but I still felt like there was more that I could give. And I asked myself, what is it that I truly love doing? And the fact of the matter is, I love getting to know interesting people. Mm. And I've been interviewing my mentors for years now. So I figured, why not capture these conversations and share them with other people? And in March of 2016, the Pathways to Success podcast was born. 
Now I produce 144 episodes, regular listening audience with 12 countries, 60,000 downloads. Got sponsored by Focusrite, Compete Every Day, DeadSoxy.com. Um, it led me to getting signed by Kim Dawson, so I do commercial acting and modeling, uh, paid keynote speeches, and of course I built a training company that replaced my income and sent me on this path. Uh, so becoming a content creator has truly been life-changing for me. And it all, I mean, that's a list. Yeah. That, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah. And it all happened because you decided mm-hmm. to break that chain. I did. To break the intimidation mm-hmm. and step out. Yeah. Was it nerve-wracking? No. It wasn't. It felt right. And I think that's what happens whenever you find something that you love. It just feels right. Like for me, for example, like I, you probably think I'm full of crap, but still to this day, it's like public speaking is one of my anxieties. Um, But after like two or three minutes of doing it, I feel like I was doing something I was literally born to do. Mm. And I felt that way with conversation as well. Right. And that's why when the monetization opportunity started to come to me, I didn't feel sleazy about taking it because I knew I was creating value for others. Yeah. That's huge for me is creating value. A hundred percent. Okay, so on the Pathways to Success, uh-huh. you get the top performers in whatever mm-hmm. field that they're in, and you extract from them their secrets to their success. Mm-hmm. However, I want to know from you mm-hmm. what your secrets are. Like, let's let's flip the script here. What are yeah. Julian's secrets? Because you've 140 episodes. Yeah, right. Um, what have you used in... Now that you're an entrepreneur, how do you manage your time? Mm-hmm. How do you know what to do, what not to do, mm-hmm. etc.? The one thing that I wish I would have told myself when I graduated from college is that I had to do the hard work of self-awareness. I was trying to achieve success according to society's standards. I wanted to look good. I wanted to have a white-collar job. I wanted to have X number of dollars in my bank account, all those kinds of things, mm-hmm. right? So now I have two perspectives, the entrepreneurial perspective of how does someone become successful in business and also the recruitment perspective. Like I've hired hundreds of people. There's a commonality what makes an entrepreneur and a job seeker successful that is Mm self-awareness. It is being very clear on your unique gifts, talents, and abilities and how you can create value for other people. As early on as you can in life, get to know the things that you're good at, that you're bad at, the activities that give you energy and the activities that drain your energy. Because once you find this intersection of your natural strengths, your areas of interest, and value creation for other people, your life will transform. I want to be, I hope everyone's taking notes. Yeah. That was some gold. It's true. <laughs> it's so true. And it took me a long time to figure that out. And I think a lot of people dive right into self confidence, but it's shallow without self awareness. Yes. The self-confidence is, it is the result of being competent at something. The thing about social media is that I see a lot of people like promoting themselves on social media, right? And a lot of people are using it for job search. I understand it. Um, But you got to get good at what you do. Mm -hmm. You have to be a master of your craft first. You have to produce a real result. And then you can go talk about it on social media. Speaking of social media, yeah. I've been doing this since January. You've been doing it for three and a half years. Yeah. Um, sometimes I feel I'm over-plugging myself. Like, I'm, I'm saying, okay, there's another episode. Here it is. And I post a couple times about it. I'm like, man, is this just, like, getting annoying? My, like, I'm trying to sell something to someone. So how do you overcome that? Is it about the value 
and being confident in the value you you have and that you're serving? I think it's a few things. I was social media averse before I started the podcast. I didn't know how to use Facebook because to me, a lot of times, and this is just my own opinion, it seemed like it was very, it was sort of this vain thing, like, look how great my life is and stuff like that. But not until I had something of value to share, then I became very vocal about the things that I was doing. And for me, I run it through a checklist. Number one, I say, am I doing this just to promote myself or am I doing this to be of service to others? And if it's to be of service to others, I always post. And almost 100% of the time when I create content, it is I'm promoting an event, I'm promoting another person, right? But the more effectively I promote that other person or that other person's thought leadership first, it promotes me also. That's why I love the podcast medium, right? Because yeah. during this conversation here, I win because I get to have my my conversation here captured on your platform. You win because we're doing this here together. The audience wins because they get to learn the lessons from this conversation that we're having. Everyone wins. It's a beautiful harmony. And I have like, it, it, there, there's the perfect intersection, right? Yeah. That's how I get over it. I think, am I doing this just to promote myself or am I doing this to help someone else? And it's got to be the latter. It's got to be the latter, yeah. And then on the back end of that, it helps you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's, that's the whole Emerson quote, right? Um, Ralph Waldo Emerson says, it's impossible to sincerely try to help your fellow man without indirectly helping yourself. Yeah. That is truth. That's everything right there. Yeah. So it, it makes me think of personal branding. Mm-hmm. And it's something that you talk a lot about. Yeah. Can you unpack that for me? Sure. Personal branding. So first off, I, I did all of this stuff by accident. And honestly, I didn't even know I was building a personal brand until episode 100 when a, when a listener reached out to me and said, hey, Julian, how did you go about building your personal brand? And to me, I was like, yeah. personal brand, isn't that something that only like celebrities have? You got to be Beyonce and stuff like that. But what she was referring to was my social footprint, because after 100 episodes, I had built this body of work that people could Google me and research and listen to me. It's, it was a way for people to get to know who I was, what I cared about, and what I did without ever meeting me. And to me, that is huge equity in marketing and sales and branding, right? Yeah. And that's, to me, what it is. And to me, it starts with self-awareness. It's really understanding you know, who you are, what you value. And I think that's the core of what, what any brand is. If someone's struggling to discover who they are, mm-hmm. which so many are, yeah, and it could stem from many things like I'm not getting work, uh, I'm not finding a spouse, uh-huh. um, I, 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 it's a, I have a hard time socializing. I think it all builds up in someone's psyche that they aren't enough, uh-huh. and it makes them not self-aware. And rather, the awareness they have is negative. Yeah. They've created that. So how how might someone combat that? Go play. Go play. Go have fun. What are your areas of interest? What are your hobbies? What are the things that you do when time seems to pass by? What happens there? You're much more in a creative state when you're doing something you truly enjoy. Yeah. Right? So that is the first piece. Whatever that is for you. Don't worry about money. Don't worry about anything else. Be selfish. Figure out what that is. Go play. Because the more that you take action, the more clarity you start to get. It's like one step in front of another. Now, the social aspect of that. I've discovered that whenever you truly pursue something that you love to do you don't have to find other people you will attract them Mm. with people who have the same interests that is how you and i 
yeah. came together, right? Yeah. You're an XD person. I was a recruiter, but we had this interest in content creation, and yeah. we became friends because of this. And look, we're on our, we're on the show now. This <laughs> was an idea. I'm so proud of you for taking action and turning this into a thing. You've got an incredible brand. I've seen the, the guests that you've had on, on the on the show. Now you're going to be doing a lot more things in the community. It's amazing to see that. Thanks. Right. And this is not work for us. Right. That's right. So when you pursue your passion, you attract people who are like you. What are you doing right now in your own journey mm-hmm. as a business? And how do you manage your time in that? So my company is uh, it's a strategy consulting company for IT staffing firms. So I help them with business development strategy, employment branding, leadership coaching, and also performance coaching. Right, That's the company. That's my primary revenue driver right now. And um, over the last six months, I was able to secure six figures worth of income, retain for a year, which allowed me to quit Bottle Rocket mm-hmm. and then go pursue whatever this thing is, right? So basically, I've been able to free myself from time. Like here at Bottle Rocket, I work you know, 50, 60 hours a week. Now, on site of my client, it's like a day and a half, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it has freed me up to figure out the rest of this entrepreneurial path that I'm on today. But that's all I needed was time. What is an entrepreneur? I had Patrick Escare, the founder of La Madeleine, on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Right? And he says the word entrepreneur is actually French. And it means I create. I embrace that definition. Never really saw myself as a creator until I started to create myself. When I first sold my first training product, I sold something that didn't exist. That day I changed as an entrepreneur. I literally turned an idea into revenue. And that day... I knew I freed myself for the rest of my life because I could keep doing that. We see entrepreneurs right now on social media. Yeah. They got the cars. They got all this stuff around. They have bling. A lot of them take pictures of like cash. Yeah. Stuff like that. That's not an entrepreneur. It's exactly what he said. And I've never never heard the French definition before. Yeah, I didn't either. And that just blows me over. Yeah. That's, why That's it, everything. It really is, yeah. I create, and it's just, I don't know why it took me so long to figure out that I was, that we are all creators. Yeah. Like, we can create something out of nothing, and that is an amazing realization once you see the utility in it. So, some tangible stuff here. Mm-hmm. Someone is looking for a job. Okay. They're scheduled to get that first call okay. with the recruiter. What tips do you have for them in nailing that first call? It's going to be preparation. Understand the company. Understand what's happening in the news. Get, start to get a sense of how their business runs. What are the unique pain points? Truly understand what this position is. What are the needs of the role? And how can you be a fit for that role? Whenever I coach job seekers, I say, the sooner that you can switch gears from being a job seeker to a problem solver, then you're going to start to change. You will already set yourself apart because it's no longer a me mentality. It's a you mentality. What can I do for you? Mm-hmm. What is the um, equation that you created? Um, isn't there some, yeah. the, the, the five things or six things you look for? Yeah. So when you said uh, 
our recruiters designers, I, I think we are. And I learned this from the great Glenn Catty, the Boolean black belt. But I do this in every screening call. There's seven variables that uh, turn into the right match. It goes by the acronym MSLOMAC. That's motivation, skills, location, opportunity, money, availability, and culture. And when you have all seven of those variables in alignment, you have a right match, not just for Bottle Rocket, but for any company. And for me, I like it to be very systematic. A lot of new recruiters will just kind of wing it and go by gut feel. But this is objective evidence of why this candidate is a fit for your organization. The more prep work you can do, the better. Yeah. And also, if there's a way to tangibilize your results, it is one thing to say that you can program in iOS, but it's another thing to point to your apps in the App Store. And that's why I think it's so great for the kind of you know, work that we do. Austin Kleon wrote a book called Show Your Work, and that's genius, you know, because we can, Love we should, book. I do too. Yeah. We should all be able to have a body of work to show it is the end result of your efforts. Like for what we're doing, it's like, hey, look at our podcast. Check us all out, right? That's different than saying, yeah, I can podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I know what a microphone is. Yeah, right? So what? I, I, it got me thinking more about this self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And you have to know what you're great at and what you're passionate about. Yeah. And pursuing that with everything in you. Uh-huh. But I think also part of it, you have to know what your weaknesses are. Sure. In order to either strengthen those or avoid it like the plague and just go after the stuff that you're great at and hit it hard. Right. So what do you suck at? I suck at a lot of things. Uh, I'm bad at math. I'm bad at directions. I, I don't pay attention to details. I'm really bad with criticism. Um, I'm reluctant to speak up when I'm in an audience. Like when you see me speaking, it's like I, I, I have another character that comes on. It's yeah. like I do that, right? But when someone else is speaking and like I'm part of the audience, I'm hesitant to ask a question. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that weird? But uh, but yeah, those are those are the things. Yeah, this, the criticism, bad with math, just never been technical when it comes to that uh i don't pay attention to, to details i'm a big broad strokes big idea kind of guy mm-hmm. um but yeah those are some of my weaknesses for sure so for you do you look at those aside from math because mm-hmm. whatever yeah right? <laughs> I suck at math too <laughs> yeah so do you look at that list of weaknesses and say how can i get better at that or do you look at your strengths and say how can i pound into that even harder I lean towards that one. I figure out what are your strengths and how do I go, go all in on that. But I'm very aware of the things that I'm weak at. And um, I usually either mitigate it somehow or I outsource it to someone who can do it a lot better than I can. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Like doing my taxes and stuff. I have an awesome CPA. He was on the podcast. I have a financial planner, Kristen. She's amazing. She helps me out with that. Um, I like to Uber everywhere because I don't like to drive. So, yeah. I always get lost pretty <laughs> easily. Good. So. It's like I'm a walking Asian stereotype, right? So. <laughs> hey, he said it. Yeah, I didn't. I said it. It's okay. I'm 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 diversity, right? So that's right. Before I do my final question that I ask every guest, uh-huh. um, I want you to just plug away. Where can people find you and hit it? I'm very lucky in the sense that I have a unique name. I'm the only Julian Placino that has ever existed. <laughs> it is spelled J-U-L-I-A-N-P-L-A-C-I-N-O. You can just go to my website, julianplacino.com. You can search that name on any social uh, platform. I'm particularly most active on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm on Facebook, also Instagram, and I'm sure that we'll have this contact information plugged in the show notes, but julianplacino.com. 
It's interesting you say that. I'm the only Tony Dosat. Really? Yeah. Do you have TonyDosat.com? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. man. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> that's that's really great for branding, yeah. you know? <laughs> Good thing I'm not like a Mark Smith or something. Uh, yeah, no kidding. Dead. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so here's the final question yeah. for every guest. What object or thing that you own that's non-digital uh-huh. has had the most impact on your life or means the most to you yeah. and why? Wow. Okay, that's a personal question. I'm going to give you a personal response, but Please. it's the honest one. It is, it is my Bible. I'm a Christian man, mm-hmm. and that has been the core of who I am. Uh, for a very long time, I lived a very secular life, but until I started trying to actually live my life according to some of these principles, uh, my life has become a series of interesting coincidences. So that is my thing. What was the catalyst for changing from secular to pain and um, when things when things are not going right in your life you start to look for different things that can help you and this was just the direction that I was pointed to and it has just given me so many different kinds of results like my whole life really seems like it's the message of stewardship when I talk about personal branding that's 100% what it was I didn't know what I was good at. I didn't know, I never gave myself credit for having specific gifts and talents. But the second that I actually embraced them and owned them and used them creatively to help other people, that's when my life started to completely change. And uh, that, is a, that is a Christian message. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Well, thank you for sitting down with me. <laughs> thank you, Tony. <laughs> Further <I'm> so... <laughs> inspiring me. Yeah. Keep killing it. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it, Tony. We'll have you on again. Yeah, I'd love that. And with that, we will call it a week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, be sure to share it with your friends, family, or coworkers. As always, you can find the show notes and full transcript at xdpodcast.com or stalk me on Instagram at xdpodcast. I can't wait to have you back next week, but until then, friends, stay curious. The XT Podcast is part of XT Media, LLC, and is produced and edited by me, Tony Tosat. Hosting and publication of the podcast is through Buzzsprout. 